back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, back in the bird, but pushing all the buttons, all the right ones. And we're glad to have you guys with us here as we count down this throwback Thursday to the end of the show. But we've got a couple of segments left, including this next one, where we have a special guest coming to you. He is the pride of Walla Walla, Washington. No question there. And the sultan of the sinker, host <laughs> of the 70, 755 is Real podcast, and, of course, one-third of the greatest, the original greatest bullpen in Braves history, Oventbrill. It is Eric O'Flaherty. Eric, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, how you guys doing? Doing well, Eric. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Since Craig, since Chris brought up Oventbrill, what's your favorite nickname? Do you, do you like Oventbrill, or are you liking the night shift that they've got going now? I think the night shift's a way cooler nickname. You know, my uh, <laughs> my co-host on that 755 is Real Podcast. Uh, actually, the host. I'm the co-host. Um Dave kind of just threw that together and, you know, we needed something cooler, but nothing really popped up and then people kind of ran with that. So we got stuck with it, but I think the night shift sounds a lot cooler for sure. They are, they have definitely shut things down when they've had the opportunity. Haven't had a, as many opportunities as, as Braves fans would like to this point, six and eight coming out of that Dodger series, but um, got to really like what that bunch has done to this point. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think it hurts a little bit losing Luke, but they brought in Kenley. Strider looks really good. Um, I, I really don't see him skipping a beat because um, they're so deep as they are. And then moving Will Smith um, out of that closer role allows them to have you know three really dominant lefties they can they can bring in any time from the sixth to the eighth inning. So I, I think it'll be just as strong this year without Luke. You mentioned Spencer Strider. Is there any chance that he gets a shot at uh, maybe opening some games or maybe even going a little longer than three innings? I would think so. I mean, you know, the way he's throwing the ball, I don't think you want to limit him to the bullpen, even though it's nice, you know, like that game he had in San Diego gave the rest of the pen, you know, a break having him go three innings. Um But anytime a guy's as young as he is and throwing the ball the way he is, I think you got to – at least exhaust that option of him being a starter before you limit him to the pen. So I, I would think he'll get some starts this year for sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously a lot of moving parts with, with the pitching staff for the Braves right now. You know, just getting sent down earlier this week. Um, Tuki Toussaint and Dylan Lee going back down today, I guess. Um, Sean Newcomb, being traded to the Cubs, Jesse Chavez coming back. I mean, um, Anthopolis can do no wrong, it feels like right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's even the even the Freeman thing, man, you know, he, he pretty much made the one move you could make where it doesn't hurt and you can't really question it because getting a player like Matt Olson and extending him immediately – I mean, that really softened the blow of losing Freddie. I, I really can't think of too many things to criticize AA about, to be honest with you. 
Um, having said that, six and eight. How, Eric, and, and you've been in a lot of major league clubhouses, obviously, how do you not buy into all of the panic button pushing that's going on out here with folks so upset about having not won a series yet, that kind of thing? Well, I don't know if you have a better example than the team not being over 500 till, what was it, August last year? Right. So, I mean, if you, if you can you can look at last season and see they won the World Series, I don't know how you can realistically convince yourself you should panic this early in the year. I know it's natural, and, and teams want to see the team playing well. But, you know, just look at last season. They played as bad as they did for a good portion of the year, and then they got hot at the right time and won the World Series. So it's just, you know, it's hard to re- remember, um, especially when you're watching other sports and every game matters. And I'm not saying every game doesn't matter in baseball, but there is so much time in a major league season. Um, you know, you have plenty of six and eight spurts uh, throughout the year that, you know, it's all amplified when it happens in April, when you're playing like this in April. But, I mean, for me, there's zero panic. It's uh, and, and, you know, for a person who likes to panic, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's, it's always great to hear that because, you know, obviously games in April matter just as much as games in August, but they only matter to the record necessarily. They don't, or, or to the postseason seating maybe. But right. if you're, if you're playing better in August, you know, that, that's, that's really what, what counts this, this Braves club, as we mentioned in the last segment, Mo, the last time they started six and eight, they won a hundred games. So yeah. this, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that Braves fans have to just kind of, you know, take a breath, take a take a beat, and l- say, "Look, Ronald Acuna is coming back in the next two Couple weeks, weeks, or yeah. or sooner." <laughs> I mean, as well as he's playing right now, he looks great down in Gwinnett. But you know, it just feels like this this team. As good as it is and as talented as it is, it's still not as talented as it could potentially be. And you're still sitting at six and eight coming off a West Coast road trip. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's like I said, there's zero panic. And I think one of the one of the things you really try hard to do, you know, even with your stats individually as a as a major league player is never, you know, we call it riding the roller coaster where you have, you know, a bad start, a couple bad weeks, the guys that get emotional and ride those highs and lows, um, the season just beats the crap out of them. You know, mentally, physically, you can't be that invested in the day-to-day, even though, you know, I'm sure, it, you know, as a fan, it, it gets frustrating. But, I mean, it's – it's you got what? So you're through 14 games, so you got, what, 148 left? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just you just have to keep it in perspective, and it gets easier and easier as a player as you go along because you've had a bad season and turned it around, had some slumps and turned them around. But, you know, I get it. I get that it's frustrating as a fan, but there's zero reason to panic right now. Good to hear. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I needed someone to someone else besides Mo to tell me not to panic. Well, someone who's lived it. I mean, speaking here on Main Street Sports today with former Braves reliever, Eric O'Flaherty, co-host of the 755 is Real podcast with the at the Athletics Braves beat writer David O'Brien. So um, this guy, if, if anybody knows 
living it. it it's this mm-hmm. guy. And little known fact, between stints with the Braves, Eric O'Flaherty, also a former Nashville Sound. So spent some time I never there. set foot there, though. I think they just put me on the roster. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. When, I was, when I was going through your um, stuff on the baseball cube, I saw – because I didn't remember it, but nope. so – so how did how did that go down? Well, I just I think I was just rehabbing from Tommy John. So they kind of shuffle you on to different rosters um, when you're on the sixty man. I, I honestly I don't know how that happened, and I can't explain <laughs> it. But I know I never set foot in Nashville, <laughs> but I heard it's an awesome place to play. It's it, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad now. Yeah, well, yeah, I was about to say it might have been when you when you would have been I, on the I, team. I, I don't remember not. if you would have been at First Horizon <laughs> Park or if you would have been at Greer Stadium with those Nashville Sounds, but huge difference. Huge well, difference. the new park, yeah, it pretty yeah. much. You know, I was with the A's at the time, okay, and so it would have been. anybody that went there was like some guys didn't even want to get called up to the big leagues. They were having so much fun in Nashville. Man, we 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 have a blast. There's no question there, man. Uh, Eric, you know. The game of baseball is changing as far as, you know, especially in Atlanta where we've seen the the mix it up and, you know, the 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 sword swipes and that sort of thing from, from the players. Here in Tennessee, the Tennessee Volunteers have certainly made a spectacle of, um, themselves. of, of themselves and the game <laughs> of baseball. You know, how, how do you feel about the way the game is changing and evolving and, and, and looks like guys are just having more fun? I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, I think you're, you're kind of taught that the game's supposed to be played a certain way um, for so long that initially, you know, your, your instinct is to fight it and more than anything, just question why are these guys getting away with stuff I couldn't? Um, but I look, at, I look at how the game's being played and how many more young players you see come up and have success immediately. I mean, it was when I was coming up as a rookie, 2006. It was a tough league to break into because you had a lot of salty vets um, that that were just. Wa- I mean, you're walking on eggshells in the clubhouse. You sit on the wrong couch and you're getting yelled at. You know, so it was it was pretty tough to feel comfortable. And then you come into a major league game and you're on the field with all these guys that you don't think even want you there. Um, so that was that was definitely you know tough to. It was a tougher game to break into. And when I see these guys having fun and managers really not getting wrapped up in too much, I think as a whole it's been good for the game because most of the time the young players are more exciting. You know, like a guy like Acuna coming up and people love all his annex. You know, so for me, I don't I don't get too hung up on it. I, I think you just have to you have to accept change and, and accept that it's good for the game. And that's kind of been the mindset I've taken toward it all. You know, I, I love what you said about the young guys being the most excited. And you referenced 2006, Eric. 2005, the the baby Braves. Right. The infusion of energy and excitement that those those guys constantly coming up from AAA and AA gave that team. Just, just that infusion can make a difference, did make a difference that year, it felt like. Right. Yeah, and, you know, it's just, it, it's just a change that's happened in the game. And, I think more than anything, you're trying to grow the game, and if that's what if that's what gets kids interested in it, then I think it's a good thing. Well, some things have changed, some things have not changed, and as many people have seen on Twitter and the rest of the internet, uh, Texas 
Texas college baseball game where a pitcher decided to uh, absolutely <laughs> just, I, I don't even know, I don't have a word for it. He speared him uh, coming around third base. And I, I'm just curious, Eric, what player would you have, do you feel like you just wanted to spear at some point? If, you, if, if it were legal and you could just have done that, who would it have been? Uh, most of the time myself <laughs> you know you have a you have a rough day. really hoping for yachty <laughs> no i mean i i saw that play and i'm i'd like to know the whole story if because it didn't look like that guy really did too much i don't know if he said something in the pitcher's direction or if the guy was just mad he gave up a grand slam or whatever it was but that's a play i've never really seen before but I really hope that dude's okay because he got just absolutely leveled. <laughs> he got up and crossed home plate, so I'm proud of him yeah. for that at least. Yeah. I don't know if he, oh yeah, I'm gonna finish my home run. I don't know yeah. which. I don't know which of the four plates he he touched yeah. when he got there because I'm sure he was seeing multiples. Yeah, I don't know if he's feeling too hot today. <laughs> absolutely. Oh man, Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. Um, co-host of the 755 is real podcast appreciate you spending some time with us coming at us from the great pacific northwest yep anytime guys at eof34 on twitter one of the best twitter follows you can make go follow him hit that button and uh check out the podcast 755 is real he and david o'brien do a great job that's uh that's gonna do it for this segment eric thanks man we appreciate it yep thanks for Uh, having me guys when we come back, we're going to talk about some, a local baseball team whose record has certainly taken a dive in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, we've been neglecting to talk about our friends out in Memphis and their NCAA allegations. So we'll get to all of that in the next segment and uh, possibly some more. So stick around. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Returns after this. 